Welcome to Anxiety Master. My name is Dominic Decker, a coach and psychotherapist here to help you conquer fear and develop deep self-confidence for a calm and happy future. So let's do this together. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. We're going to be looking at a really, really interesting concept that's going to help you combat confusion and clarify direction. It's really a system you can use to navigate your way through life for those moments where you encounter confusion or uncertainty or not sure how to take things forward. So let's dive straight in. Um, And to get going, I'd like to share a quick personal story with you at least how I remember it. I hope that's okay. It was the early 80s in Abingdon, England, a small market town on the outskirts of Oxford. We lived on an old watermill site, my mother and I, in a rented flat above a converted pig feed storehouse. And with little warning, we were due to be kicked out. In her pain and anger and understandable suffering, my mother had told me to gather our belongings and burn them. Clothes, records, toys upon all I could lay my hands. Eager to please, I amassed our possessions, grabbing what I could before stumbling down the cold stone stairs that led outside to the cemetery next to the mill. After fumbling with matches, a dance of flames and crackles rose high above my head, at least it seemed this way. A small and vocal group gathered on the other side of the cemetery, beckoning me to get away and protesting, Where is your mother? And not long after, I recall walking into the dark front room of the flat. I saw my mother from behind. She had shaved her head and was kneeling with her face to the floor. As a child might, I was six years old at the time. I remember finding this a poignant, if confusing, scene. I share this memory with you because stark emotional experiences can disorientate much of our following lives. Perceptions of safety and security, personal identity and the habits and expectations that guide and influence our subsequent sense of direction. It was only in my twenties, and beyond, did I realise the extent to which I'd internalised uncertainty and a precarious sense of safety. Self-doubt and criticism, worry and fear, voices born and embedded in my formative years were never far off, acting like inner whispers that beckoned and guided the person I believed myself to be. Emotionally, I resembled a leaf in the wind. Blown around, I rarely felt enough, inadequate for the trials of life and lining up to be exposed in some shameful and probably unforgiving way. But for many, around our mid-thirties, at least that's how long it took for me, we've often experienced enough of life to recognise how the cumulative habits and decisions that we've made merge to position our self-identity. It's also around this time that various milestones of conventional success in life, career, family, well-being, relationships, etc. press us to review our actions and values and the extent to which they align or otherwise. Delving deeper, reflecting upon our behaviour and the changes we want to create can elicit vague inclinations clouded by confusion. Despite our best efforts to define a direction, life may seem to happen to us rather than for us. So how precisely might you start to bring about a shift in perspective towards a clear and defined path forwards? And where might you begin to pin down and interpret aspirational yearnings into some measure of tangible and practical force within your life? In other words, where's the meat? Well, I'm glad you asked. 
As a coach and psychotherapist, I've often used a structural alignment framework to help my clients look beyond their immediate stories. And using this approach, we can recognize the internal patterns that inform and drive our beliefs, habits and behavior. Some years ago, I came across a formulation of this idea by coach Tony Kirkland. The basic tenets of structural alignment encourage you to first view your actions, choices and reality as a function of where you are. The concept outlines a pyramid containing four separate layers, truth, this is the foundation, then above is vision, and on top of this is your purpose, and finally residing on top is your higher self. The structural alignment concept implies that there is no room for conflict when these four dimensions are aligned. Emotions, thoughts and actions flow seamlessly forward. And conversely, conflict or struggle emerges when any of these elements are misaligned. So let's take a brief look at these layers. So the underlying layer of truth, this represents the foundation necessary for your vision to be possible. And as your reality, physical and emotional, this layer represents your governing anchor. Next, vision refers to your future orientation. And this direction serves as the basis for you to reach decisions and take action. And while your vision evolves, its presence keeps you conscious of your desired destination. Resting upon vision, your purpose pertains to your reason for being and doing. And it's your sense of purpose that compels you to live meaningfully and to remain resilient in the face of life suffering. Finally, higher self constitutes a place of internal harmony and inner peace. With all preceding levels within one's life aligned, it's here you experience a sense of completion guided by and connected to something greater than yourself. So let's go a little bit deeper and look at this first underlying stage, the stage of truth. As your foundation, truth is the most complex to pin down. Sometimes you have goals. Yet these goals are not necessarily what you really intend. The relationship between tangible goals and your deeper, less obvious truth can be fraught with fear, doubts, misconceptions and underlying beliefs that keep you from achieving what you want. I remember I met a man who told me he was desperate for a romantic relationship yet couldn't find a suitable partner. During our conversation, I queried what experiences may have informed his expectations of love. It became apparent that he'd had a pretty negative view of relationships. Recalling childhood, he described observing his father protesting a lack of time and space alone. His father would often complain at feeling hempecked and pressurised by his wife before retiring to his study for isolation. And perhaps understandably, my client's perception of love and relationships was somewhat compromised. And consequently, whenever a potential partner became a realistic prospect, he found himself sabotaging the opportunity. He would find reasons to justify being incompatible and use this reasoning to avoid further commitment or repeat encounters. So while the goal was to find a relationship, this man's current truth, his underlying fears and beliefs about relationships, hindered his ability to foster a meaningful romantic connection. It was this viewpoint that needed to shift for the goal to then become meaningful. So as a pause for reflection on this point, when seeking to elicit your truth, it helps to clarify an essential component of truth. And this is the desired experience. So what is it that you experience rather than how you imagine it to manifest? Think for a moment. Let's imagine you're reviewing your living arrangements and you might think, I want to move to the countryside. And of course, that's fine. 
Yet to examine the truth of that statement, you might ask, what is it that I'm hoping to experience by moving to the countryside? In other words, what is the emotional motivation that fuels this pursuit? Now, one might find that it's to maybe alleviate pressure at work or to quieten feeling inadequate, perhaps. Equally, this get up and leave may be driven by a desire for some form of decisive action to redress a passive stance in some other domain of life. If something similar were true, rural life as an escape would unlikely fulfil the underlying desire to feel competent and capable. So as a result, it's doubtful whether this change would provide the outcome it appeared to represent. So in seeking to clarify and distinguish truth from less complex goals, it's vital to identify and address the underlying beliefs and motivations that fuel your desires. In doing this, you may well uncover more congruent options to realise what you really want, something that often manifests in ways previously unimagined. So let's move on to the second stage, which concerns your vision. Your vision encompasses the more significant and broader trajectory of what you want to pursue and how you want your life to look. Your vision includes everything you aspire to, how you want it, what this looks and feels like, and what it will mean to you once you are there. Critically, if your vision is compelling, it will propel you onwards and remind you why you are moving towards your desired result. While a vision is flexible, it has to be rooted in your truth. It will be hard to retain a clear and broad perspective without aligning your reality, this is your stabilising anchor, with your vision, your compass guide. And as a result, the experience you desire and how it might manifest are easily confused. I remember I met a young woman, this was pre-Covid, just about to embark on a round-the-world trip. What inspired that? I asked. Oh, I want freedom, she explained. Now, it sounded exciting, yet I sensed this deserved some further unpacking. Well, through further exploration, it became clear that there was little freedom to be found in backpacking. While adventures awaited, this young woman was due to confront numerous restrictions. Considerations included short-stay accommodation, language barriers and remaining ever-vigilant in unfamiliar territory. Essentially, a daily tyranny of small decision-making. Upon closer inspection, her underlying quest for freedom revealed something somewhat different and less exotic from the scheduled adventures. As we peeled away the layers, it became clear that freedom, in this case, relief from pressure, meant for her belonging to a circle of empathetic, committed and generous friends. More than anything, she craved speaking up without fear of judgement, to commit mistakes, to goof out and just be silly. In other words, she sought acceptance and belonging among peers that she trusted and loved, and vice versa. Yet due to unpredictable and hurtful friendships at college, she didn't believe this was a realistic prospect. As a result, in a bid to protect her well-being, she chided away from developing new connections, preferring to seek freedom further afield. Now of course, travelling presents brilliant and life-enriching experiences. Here I'm drawing attention to how we might end up in the hardware store looking for milk. In other words, what we seek and where we look may not be compatible. So as a pause for reflection, your vision must be anchored in your truth. If misaligned, disappointments will likely arise. For instance, consider a person of average physical ability aspiring to become a professional sports player. With this vision and truth misaligned, they will likely remain unsuccessful. 
and this will lead to disappointment. So to help clarify your vision, consider what precisely it is that you want to experience and how this vision relates to and is congruent with your truth, your physical and emotional reality. Okay, let's move on to the next stage. I hope this is making some sense. So stage three is your purpose. When we come to this notion of your purpose, we're talking about uncovering your sense of uh, identity in terms of why you're here on this earth, where your talents reside, and what it is you wish to create and contribute to this life. So without purpose, life can feel aimless and listless. Days can become task-driven, and ultimately, you'll soon feel distressed. Now imagine someone who considers themselves emotionally engaged and fulfilled in their life. They will likely be leading a life imbued with purpose and positive outcomes. Carving out purpose is your unique journey. It represents an aspect of fulfilment that only you can realise. Some people may describe discovering their purpose as finding the missing link, a mission that feels as if it was almost just designed for them or a life-affirming unity of self and meaning. Interestingly, attempting to find your purpose, or related passion, is not necessarily the best way forward. Author Cal Newport puts this well, suggesting that a desire to find your passion inclines one, maybe, towards self-absorption. And he suggests if you want to love what you do, abandon this passion mindset, which is the what can the world offer me and instead adopt the craftsman mindset, which is a what-can-I-offer-the-world type of intention. Indeed, it often seems that those most compelled to action and the subsequent success that entails are motivated by a sense of contribution to something greater than their own selfish desires. It's helpful to keep this in mind because purpose must align with truth and vision. Suppose your sense of purpose aligns with the preceding structural stages – In that case, life will far likelier represent a smooth and harmonious flow. But suppose you find you aren't moving forward, and yet your vision and truth appear to be aligned. It's here that you'll find an opportunity to reflect upon your purpose, as this might not align with the other stages. I met a young man in London. Upon graduating with an accountancy degree, he had embarked upon the corporate ladder. It would have been easy to assume he had everything he wanted, with no evident worries and financial stability to aid his corporate climb. Yet despite his advantages, he complained of feeling underutilised. Life for him felt void of meaning, and he was deeply dissatisfied. In his heart, he had wanted to pursue an acting career, nonplussed pretty much by luxury comfort. Sharing his passion for acting was his heartfelt desire, yet he'd never found space for this to emerge. He explained that he'd pursued accountancy to satisfy his parents, yet now bound and wrapped in a high-income lifestyle, his broader life experiences had suffered, and he felt disappointed and frustrated, unable to experience his innate sense of self in a meaningful way. As a result, he had to reconcile the reality of his current life and construct a new vision, one designed without external interference, that aligned with his calling for a sense of purpose. Soon after, he moved to a less well-paid yet more creative place of work. Undertaking part-time employment, he was now able to pursue creative endeavours. Despite reduced external security, options for a life of internal stability expanded. Surrounded by like-minded people and living and breathing a craft he loved, he felt far more at ease. So a pause for reflection here. 
What is it about you that makes you unique in the eyes of other people? In other words, what do they appreciate and value about you? And if you don't know, do ask. Their responses may illuminate a general direction to help define and develop your sense of purpose. Now, finally, we reach the fourth and final stage. This is of higher being. The final level in the alignment stack is your spiritual being or higher self. And at your most enlightened, this is who you are minus undue pressure and influence. This includes prior painful experience, social expectations, misguided beliefs about yourself and others, and your physical surroundings. You might ask if there's anything left. Well, yes, this core of your identity, devoid of external controls, represents your fulfilled life. In essence, it embodies a feeling of belonging, peace and stability. While troubles or hardships will inevitably arise, your higher being has a significant capacity to meet life's ups and downs. It's important to note that while an individual might align on the first three levels, one might inflict immense suffering and harm without this final layer of alignment. For instance, history illustrates countless examples of social atrocities rooted and justified in an individual's truth that perhaps views containing bigotry, ignorance and intolerance towards others. And regrettably, such truths can embolden disturbing visions used to promote and justify horrendous courses. Their sense of purpose, Nazi Germany springs to mind. So significantly, the preceding levels of alignment can be vulnerable to the immoral and evil when the spiritual element of alignment is not the ultimate consideration. Well, from a structural alignment perspective, the higher self indicates that everything a person does is rooted in care, compassion, understanding and kindness. And it's here that the pursuit of success represents a life-affirming experience and will likely be to the benefit of many. So as a final thought, what might structural alignment look and feel like for you? Well, for many, this represents a deep and complex territory. We just often don't have the time to go there in our everyday lives. And besides, undertaking this process demands courage and bold exploration. We have to confront the fears and misapprehensions within ourselves and wherever they may arise. Yet when it comes to casting light upon out-of-date stories and moving your life forward with assurance, this process of reflection embodies a meaningful and transformative path to pursue. So if you have any questions about this, don't hesitate to get in touch with me and I'd love to hear from you and take the conversation further. Thanks for listening.